Welcome to Clickbait and Switch, a marketing podcast that tries to cut through the bullshit and hook you up with what you need to know, what you don't, and what stories should be getting more love than they're getting. I'm Mark Delinsky. On the other mic is Gisela Slizer. And on today's show, Pinterest expands its e-commerce features offer with a new AR filter. YouTube is getting medical content. Snapchat introduces their version of pre-rolls and will introduce you hopefully to the future of social media governance with Blue Sky. But first, Pinterest expands its e-commerce features offer with a new AR filter. Gisela, break it down for us. You can now test out eyeshadow online on Pinterest, which to be fair, it's a little bit late to the party. However, it's a very interesting update for a platform that prides itself of being quote, mid-funnel. And now you can also, well, already, but now you're expanding your options as a brand to offer a full kind of buyer journey experience because users can test the product, they can save it for later, they can combine it with other products in their boards, and then they can complete the purchase directly on, well, through the brand, but through the platform as well. So really expanding on this notion of um, retail online, which fun fact we touched upon last week, right? In our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and they're doing this because in their words, they say the future of shopping will rely on online shopping experiences that are similar to that of in-store and complement that joy we find in browsing, seeing curated collections and trying on products until we find what's best for us. Yada, 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 bringing the in-store experience online to the best of their abilities. And they're doing this also in tandem with another feature they're updating, which is the feature to tag product. So basically you'll be able to do more shopping wise online on Pinterest, which is really cool. Yeah. Moving on to our next click of the week. It is new health content. It's coming to YouTube that's backed by facts, science, and medical oversight. This is super exciting. You know, all of us go to YouTube to get our how-to content, but YouTube is unveiling a new health partnership with a team in effort to support credible health information. And, you know, obviously with what's going on in the world, a lot of people are seeking more and more medical advice wherever they can get it. But what's super exciting for this is leading it is a very important person. So do you want to break this one down for us? Yeah, they've appointed a real doctor <laughs> to the case, um, which is reassuring. His name is Dr. Garth Graham, and he's the former U.S. Deputy Assistant Secretary of Health during the Bush and Obama administration. So he's actually credible. Yeah, he seems like a legit guy. Um, so we can expect to see a lot more health content, I guess, on the platform or trustworthy. We don't know yet what it's going to look like, if they're going to also develop some way of telling us what they deem legit and what they don't. But interesting development and kind of makes sense. I mean, with all that's going on with wearables, we have a lot of data coming in. Google owning perhaps something like YouTube and all coincidence, Fitbit, more health information. It's all coming together nicely and interestingly. Yeah, and it ties into the fact that telemedicine is becoming more mainstream and pharma companies might want to think about how they're going to join in this revolution and provide important fact-based, science-based content that's easily accessible on YouTube. So that's a cool avenue for our pharma friends. Now, moving into our bait of the week, this one's going to be fun. I'm going to leave this one to you because I like it when you get all annoyed by things. And this one is the first commercial ad offering on Snapchat. So this is a full screen video ad similar to what YouTube has been doing with pre-rolls for years. Why is this bait? Well, we should say that Snapchat revealed this back in October, but now we are starting to see the first brands kind of testing it out. One of them being eBay in the UK, I believe they're testing it out. But it's just a little bit... Um, I'm afraid it's going to become invasive the way YouTube ads have become on YouTube where now you can't watch a gym class without watching an ad. But what I do think it's interesting is, is this an evolution of Snapchat into perhaps a subscription model type of social media? 
I don't know. I'm not necessarily against that. And that's interesting because we keep bringing up Snapchat as kind of, you know, it's not necessarily the social media platform both of us use ourselves, but it's definitely one that we respect for the way that they introduce new technology and new changes and have been a trendsetter in many ways for different types of media. And so seeing them almost look at YouTube and what they've been doing with the sort of YouTube premium you know, could that be where they're headed? I think you highlighted it nicely. Maybe it is sort of a, maybe it's a subscription model, but that sort of is counterintuitive if you think of how young most of Snapchat's users are. So it's definitely something to think about. But yeah, this is basically pre-rolls in Snapchat. So yeah, it does make sense because I have heard um, Snapchat employees refer to the platform as a media platform and use their voice to say their competitors are Netflix and not Facebook, let's say. So it kind of makes sense, but it feels a little bit odd at the moment. Yeah, it sort of it doesn't run coherent with the other stuff that they've been doing. But it's interesting, something to check out. Maybe it's nothing and maybe it's something. Who knows? That's why it's bait. <laughs> and now moving to our big story of the day, we're going to introduce you to something called Blue Sky. So often on this podcast, we talk, whether it's directly or we infer it, that, you know, the Wild West of how you moderate the Internet and specifically social media platforms is fraught with difficulties. And when you have social media platforms that are forced to govern themselves, when they've become such public institutions, it's a complicated quagmire for these companies. And when do they step in and when not? We just saw the most recent example, obviously, being a president removed from his accounts with 10 days left in his term, which is about four years and 10 days too late. You know, and we saw Amazon AWS removing Parler from its servers because of what happened uh, with the Capitol Hill riots. So here comes this thing called Blue Sky from no other than our friend Jack Dorsey, the OG of Twitter and Square. And now he's not the owner part of this. Blue Sky is his initiative. Now, where is all of this going, Giselle? What is Blue Sky? Give us the introduction and, and set the stage for us. It all began with a tweet that Jack Dorsey put out there that said, Twitter is funding a small independent team of up to five open source architects, engineers, and designers to develop an open and decentralized standard for social media. Decentralized is the key word here and kind of the objective that Jack Dorsey seems to have in mind this idea that social media perhaps has too much responsibility and it's playing too much of a role, which is not beneficial for any party involved. I mean, social media platforms are not interested in moderating political agendas as much as they're interested in making money <laughs> at this point, right? Like and that's it. And this, this post came back in 2019. So this is two plus years into President Trump using Twitter as his own pulpit for a variety of different causes. We've seen that extend to a variety of different governments who are promoting a lot of their stuff through social media. And in, in one case, you know, you see the Obama administration was one of the the forerunners in this who really harnessed it to get out a message and mobilize people. And it became a force for getting out a lot of information of, of a certain particular political bent. But then we saw over the past couple of years, just how that could be abused and used. And, and I think Jack Dorsey, you know, had enough of Twitter being, you know, it, it went from being a gold standard of of the news. <laughs> yeah, it was gold standard of the news. And it was part of the Arab Spring. And it was it was this you know, democratizing force, and then it became something else. And I think he got quite tired of it. Yeah. And I think he's not alone in this. A lot of the platforms, they're being liable for all sorts of things that they didn't bargain for when they began their business. And they're probably not interested in pursuing either. So this idea to decentralize is a new kind of way of looking at social media and the way social media works. 
Um, the closest thing we have to it right now could arguably be said it's Reddit or Wikipedia, where you have kind of channels and it's self-governed. You know, people can talk about how, where are the sources. You can fix something if you feel like the source is not properly cited or in Reddit, you can upvote, downvote information. And it's not up to Reddit or Wikipedia itself necessarily to choose who says what and what can be said on the platform. So it's a it's interesting. Um, I think it's a difficult kind of road to navigate. It's not going to be a fast change that's going to come, but it's going to take a lot of conversation and a lot of trial and error. But who knows? Things are moving fast these days, so maybe it does come faster than we think. That's true. And on a future episode, we'll break down all of the issues that have been you know, covered in many different places at length in terms of social media companies being forced to regulate their own platforms. But here, what's kind of interesting is you're seeing companies who, unlike uh, Wikipedia and Reddit, who from the beginning have had that ingrained into their identities, you know, this self-governance, this, this, you know, based on the community form of authority, they're now changing. So you got, your, you know, starting with Twitter, Facebook has had to do a lot of stuff recently in terms of acknowledging what is or is not allowed to go on their platform, what type of advertising is or is not allowed to go on their platform. So retroactively applying some level of governance or decentralized element to how they manage this thing is going to be interesting. So this is what Blue Sky is hoping to be. Yeah. And Blue Sky is not alone, we should say. I mean, like you said, market discussion that can take another episode and a million more episodes. But there are other platforms out there that are also attempting this and individuals like prior employees from Twitter that are launching their own platforms and so on. So discussion is happening. It's something to keep an eyes out for um, and start listening and start thinking about it. Yeah. And so that's it for this week. Any last notes? Don't forget to share, review, subscribe and have a good week. All right. As we usually say, the thoughts expressed on this podcast are our own. But thank you to Cloud Raker for providing support for our podcast. And uh, yeah. Like, share, comment, subscribe, all that good jazz. See you next week. Bye.